Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. What is up, everybody? Welcome back from the episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael. What's up, man? I'm over here. I've got my my Waterloo lemon lime that I completely finished before we started because I couldn't help myself. I, I've seen these. I'm in this random like smoke and mash group on mm-hmm. Facebook that I think Keith, host of host of Dinger Derby, writer at Red Raider Dugout, uh, I think he invited me to that group, and everyone's always drinking their bourbon with accompanied by a Waterloo sparkling water, and I just thought it can't be that good. It just it just can't be. But but this lemon lime, I'm telling you guys, it tastes like Skittles. It tastes like if you combine the lemon and lime Skittles, which thankfully. They changed from they changed the green apple back to lime as God intended. If you combine that, that is the flavor of this water, and it's it's delightful. It's good to see you, man. How you, he's rocking the hair raid again. I think he's starting a new hair tradition. Raid. Hair raid T-shirt is back on. I was uh, I was telling you right before we started celebrating a couple of big wins today. Got the house back under contract, which is big news. Yeah, you did. And we were able to settle some property disputes. Yeah, with yeah. A, a death in the family, some proceeds. Anyways, big shout out to Seth as a well, consultant. Did consultant. you send him a dollar? <laughs> he's he's gonna send me an invoice. I bet. I've seen that on the TV. If as long as you as long as you give them a dollar, you can tell them anything. That, yeah. that's how lawyers work. That's what I. That's what I've seen. That, that's how we get uh, get that client privilege. That's right. Client attorney privilege. Um, no, he was a big help cause it was, you know, dealing with the estate of my, my dad, he, mm-hmm. he passed without a will. So like there were some issues about like how things would be split and all that kind of stuff. Big lesson learned for everybody. Make sure you get a will. Yep. Uh, anyways, a couple of big wins today. I was excited. I don't sound it. I just, just feel drained <laughs> after all this crap. And, cause even getting the house under contract, it was back and forth. This is, I believe this is a party that wanted to come see the house the first time it was listed. And we, I think this is the people we canceled on when we went under contract the first time. And then the, the, the offer came in today. We actually had an offer withdrawn over the weekend because daddy big bucks wrote a check said, go buy yourself a bigger house. It's hurtful. Um, or just, just, Go buy yourself a house and have a smaller mortgage Small, payment. Or use that and 
go buy a new truck. I don't sure. I don't know how big, <laughs> how much money are we talking? I don't know, man. I don't know. That, that's that's that wasn't until I, I don't care. That was, was not, that was not an issue I had with, with my parents. I was frustrated. I was like, we didn't even get to review the offer before. Like it was, Hey, we have an offer in hand. We're going to wait for this other one to come through and then we'll review it together to, Hey, I, I wish I was calling with better news, but that offer has been withdrawn. So yeah. We didn't get to see it. They had a windfall. Anyways. Congrats. Under contract. Hopefully we'll hopefully, be able to say that this time next week. Hopefully it sticks. <laughs> Closing date. So it's supposed to close the exact same day we close in the new house, which also gave me some anxiety. So I was like, I was calling the bank today. I was like, bro, how does this work? He's like, don't worry. We got you. Good. You can you'll close on the sale of your house that you're living in now first in the morning. As long as you're done before you go close on the next one. The funds, the, it'll, it'll, it'll all work Just out. magically. All of, the, all of the paperwork trail will be there, even if we don't have the cash in hand. I was like, if you say so. It's all computers now, anyway. It's well, just right. all computers. I was like, it's a lot of money. and Tubes. All sorts of things. Get from A to B. We still have a tube system at the, the hospital. That we, they, they, I say they, because I don't use it. What do you put they in there, hard candy? Like orders to the pharmacy. Oh, so the, yeah. Hard candy. <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect for that. Hey, can lab. I get some, can I get some lifesavers? You, you don't, you don't up want to, it. Up you to don't, my office. You don't want what's coming out of that, that tube. <laughs> Anyways. So it's again, I, I, I'm relieved, but I, I, I know I, I realize I sound down. I'm actually pretty excited and relieved. The only it's, time you're fired up is when you're angry. So this is kind of, this tracks, this makes sense. I don't, and I don't, I don't look at our notes. I don't envision any no. fire tonight. No, no fire. We had a little fire last week we're, we're, we've calmed down now. I think we're, we're back on, we're back even keel. We're, we're, we're hitting summer mode. It's 106 degrees. It's too damn hot to be on fire. You just gotta, well, it's with, that, that's what it was. You just gotta roll with it. It's all yeah. the effort to, to get the house ready between all these showings. And it was like 110. I was like, this sucks. Yeah. I was drained from not even going outside this weekend it was just so hot it was like it was really, sunday i didn't even i just just looked outside and just thought oh god it's just it's too hot it's so there. miserable i mean it's nice and warm out here or in my in my room but oh god it just looks so hot i can't i can't do it it was really sad yesterday monday the high of 102 was like it's not so bad today yeah yeah <laughs> some reprieve it's all good. right we're going to talk about some baseball we're going to get some final thoughts and where we think the team performed under, over, or just right. Um, look around the rest of the super regionals and give you like a, not even a preview, but just a, here's who's playing in Omaha. What What's interesting about that? Um, and then odds and ends, mainly basketball news. There's a couple of roster additions. Yeah, some kind of interesting ones. Both are interesting to me. And then we'll wrap up with what we'll wrap up with what we learned. But if you want to keep up with us throughout the week, realize it is the off season. We're not doing a big full countdown as the gambling gauchos are. But if you want to follow us on the Twitter, because that's where it happens at 23 personnel, you can follow me, Spencer at punts, sock and Michael at Michael underscore LBK. You can also find us over on, well, not over on, you can find us with sports drink. Colorcast, sports drink, all the same things. Um, 
I should have had this pulled up. I can do it. I got it pulled up. If you oh, want. man, if you wouldn't mind. His. Today's episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate on your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats. So go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink, spelled like sportsdrink, without the vowels. So at S-P-E-R-T-S-D-R-N-K. And all we ask is that you close the door behind you because we're trying not to let the funk out. Yes, sir. With that, let's jump into baseball. Yeah, let's let the funk out. Left field, well struck, Desloni. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Picks it up on a bounce. He's racing for second throw. Out in second. Young lifts it to right field, looking for his second home run. And some time because all the teams there. Wow, this one launched deep left off the bat of Warren and into the bleachers. There he goes. And the pitch is driven and deep to right. Cursed that to the wall. Off the top of the fence. Here comes the big sell. Cameron Warren's going to be over home from first. From the third is late. And the Red Raiders have reclaimed the lead. Popped up. Trevor Boone. All right, so we are in the Texas Tech offseason, actually, Michael. Not we, going to Omaha. However, there are teams headed to Omaha. Super Regionals wrapped up yesterday with Auburn holding on to defeat Oregon State for that last spot in Omaha. So your bracket is set. Interesting, at least in my mind, had Texas Tech, granted we're talking about had they advanced to the Super Regionals and had they beaten Tennessee in the Super Regionals. Had they done that, had they advanced all the way to Omaha? A lot of ifs. The the side of the bracket they would have been on, would have they would have been paired up with or matched up with Oklahoma, Texas, and Texas A&M. Yeah, a pretty, a pretty good uh, regional bracket there. Yeah, it would have been kind of cool. The other, other... No love lost. Other side of the bracket... Um, Where I've been told on Twitter, a lot of lifelong fans reside. 
There's a lot of lifelong fans of this other bracket right now. Arkansas, Stanford, Ole Miss, Auburn. So SEC gets four teams into Omaha. Well, six if you can. Yeah, I was about to say, are we sure? Are we? Are we sure? Which is kind of ridiculous when you think about it. And then, congrats to the ACC for getting uh, Notre Dame in there. Essentially, two independents. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it, it did kind of sting uh, my Aggie friend that we email. Why we've been emailing each other back and forth, of course, and. Well, the, the first thing I did was I sent him an email on Friday. Hey, get your checkbook out because Home Field Apparel had just dropped a new Aggie baseball shirt. And he said, yeah, I've bought so many shirts for teams that I probably shouldn't like. He said, I've got a bunch of Arizona State gear for some reason just because I really like it. And it's so comfortable. But anyway, no free ads. Uh, Texas A&M, that would have been just that I, I, I kind of worry about them. I kind of worry about the Aggies. Not that I worry like, about the Aggies. Worry about as in you think they could win it or worry about them like their mentality is. Oh, you, man. I'm, oh, I'm, yeah, I mean, okay. I, I'm trying not to be the guy that, okay, well, the team that kicked our butt this year, that's the one that I think is, is really good. But they did. Uh, they beat Tech every time they played them but once this year. And they are on a 9-2 and two run since the end of the regular season. They've yet to lose two in a row, obviously, because if they had, they would have been out of out, yeah. those respective things. Um, A&M's kind of on a similar run. I mean, they've, I think they've lost one game since the season ended. And I think it was the Big 12 or, you know, the SEC championship or something. I forgot what it was. A&M's been doing really well, too. They're kind of on a streak. But I think Oklahoma, their offense has just really proven to be something special and if there is such a thing as a streaky team making it it's the sooner's time what do you what do you think it's unbelievable is that he thinks that that they're going to come out of that bracket that's what i've got i don't know what the odds are i should i should have contacted the gauchos before i don't know what the odds are but i'm i'm putting money on i would put money on oklahoma to come out of this bracket just how how well they've played lately the last like two months and I was going to say that that matchup between Notre Dame and, and Texas would be interesting because of the offensive firepower that Texas has. But we saw them extinguish the volunteers in Knoxville. Yeah. Like, and they Twast. were able to do it with their own offense. It wasn't like they just relied on defense. They got up there and they were, they were smoking the ball, man. Which just shows how well tech pitched, you know, in their regional. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, and we mentioned that. It was, uh, you lost. everyone's mentioned that it was really obvious, but it's yeah, not you like lost. it's some astute observation. Both those games against Notre Dame were just one run games and like down to an error and just some really wild pitch here yeah. or a, just, yeah. Um, so I don't know, man. I, I, I did see a tweet from our, our, one of our favorite Twitter follow follows Stephen shock. He was a pitcher for Virginia a couple years ago. Um, he said, I know we don't do the college home run derby anymore, but can we get Ivan Melendez and uh, I'm forgetting his first name, but Deshera from Auburn. He's like, I'll even pitch. I've got experience doing that. <laughs> in Omaha. He, he had to yeah. throw that in there just to. Because um, that, that would be pretty fun. I, you know, you, you all remember when Eric Gutierrez competed and like in his round, he hit like 50 home runs or something. It was not, well, not his round, in his, his time competing. 
Oh, right. Over right. the three or four rounds he did it. Um, and I realize after listening to that, that crossover episode between the, the Gauchos and Keith, that the stadium in Omaha has been renamed again. So I, I couldn't even tell you what it's called now. It's another bank. <laughs> TD Ameritrade. <laughs> City it Bank. Was, it was something else too. What, what? Wells Fargo. Anyways. We're just going to um, keep naming all these banks. Is it Happy State Bank? It's probably Happy State it's Bank, isn't it? Happy State Bank. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Anyways, uh, so I don't... Because I, I've watched so little non-Big 12 baseball, I don't have a feel for Auburn or Ole Miss or Arkansas. I know Arkansas has been really good for a while, and they went toe-to-toe and obviously took out Oklahoma State in Stillwater. Um, but I know Stanford from last year. Um, but yeah, I think that this will be, I mean, have, have these always been on ESPN? Like the mothership ESPN? There's a lot of these games on ESPN, but anyway, uh, I, I think it'll be a good world series. I'll be honest with you. I don't know how much I watch. I probably won't watch just a lot, <laughs> but it's one of those things. If I'm in front of the TV and, Oh yeah, let's let's check it out. Let's see how the the College World Series is going. It's just once tech is out with baseball, I just I just start to lose it. It's it's not that way with I mean I mean it's kind of that way with basketball. Charles Schwab Field. Oh, Charles Schwab. It bank. It's an investor. Yeah. Charles, we make sense of investing. Anyways, sorry. Yeah, I'm I'm as a baseball fan, I will probably tune in here and there. But like, it kind of stings to see Notre Dame still in there, though. I think that just kind of that that ruffles my feathers. Yeah, and I, it didn't even it didn't really feel better when we got eliminated by Michigan and they went on to win it. Um, right, because there were times like, like you just felt like uh, we should have beaten them. Um, so like. Notre, like the Oklahoma A&M, the, the game's on Friday. So the, the, it starts on Friday, the 17th. Oklahoma A&M is game one. Notre Dame, Texas. Those games interest me the most. That, like that side of the bracket. The other side, I would probably not watch until that team made it to the finals. Yeah, I wouldn't seek it out. So I might actually seek out some of that first bracket. Yeah, which is just on, on Friday. So Yeah, which is just Big 12 circa... 2007 or or just sec west <laughs> sec west plus independent um well they're, they're not pods though no well, i mean pods. yeah they can have okay they'll, yeah they'll play the same three teams over and over and then they will have some rotating other teams but it's not a pod spencer just know not a pod. that the sec refuses it, it's pod erasure there there's no pod stolen valor of pod Potting. Pudding? Pudding it's too close nice. to podcasts, and I, I just get really, I just have weird feelings about the number of Texas Tech podcasts these days. I, yeah. There's <laughs> and, a lot of them. And like, I, I have, have no basis. Like, it's not like I'm saying like they're all trash or they're all excellent. And I'm, 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 I'm feeling threatened or anything because we're not, that's not a thing. Like we're here to provide Bring it on. Fans of Texas Tech. We should all get together. Content. We should all get together sometime and just uh, have a, have a, what do you call it? Oh, like panel. What, 
Well, no, no, not a panel. <laughs> Nothing that formal. Like, uh, like where you bring a covered dish. You just, everyone oh, just, everyone um, just brings some food. You just have a, a potluck. Potluck. Yeah. Texas Tech Podcast Texas potluck. Tech Podcast Potluck. Podcast Potluck. What would you bring? Not affiliated with Texas Tech University. We would all have to say that. <laughs> Except for maybe one. There might be one that is. Um, I would bring, I'd probably just bring pulled pork. Like just a big, oh, so you're bringing a vat of pulled pork. I think, but that's, that's, that's exactly what I picture everyone doing though. Like (laughs) every bunch of guys coming with entrees. It's all a bunch of guys that host podcasts. They're like, well, I'm going to bring a brisket. Okay. Well, I'm going to bring brisket too. Okay. That's cool. Um, well, I'll bring some tortillas with my brisket. Oh, great. So we can have good brisket wraps. So I I thought pulled pork, that'll be slightly different. (laughs) A lot of jalapeno poppers. There's going to be a lot of versions of queso mac and cheese it sounds great doesn't it so we, we should totally do this we should, we should do, do this it. podcast potluck where it's just non-stop protein and dairy and just, just let destroy, it ride just destroy <laughs> make sure it's outside yeah or a very well ventilated area perhaps does anyone have a carport a carport would be good we might could do that i've i've thrown everything off okay <laughs> um so let's bring it back to Texas Tech baseball and not, not the, not the teams in Omaha. <clears throat> so we, we talked about how we would uh, last week we do like just a season wrap up. And really I, I want to just answer one question. Like how do you feel they performed? It was an overperformance of what we thought this team would do. And they just went further and did better than they probably should have. Uh, did we get caught up into the, the history and, and the, the, I wouldn't call it a streak, but how well the team was playing in April. Do we get caught up in that and the ride into one game out from winning another conference title? Or was it like just right where they should have and we expected them to finish? I I think, and if you haven't already, and you've mentioned it, um, check out the latest episode of Gambling Gauchos. Keith Patrick's on there with Rob. And they talked a lot of baseball and, kind of had that same question. And, you know, after listening to that, I, I, I'm changing my mind a little bit. I was leaning that way already. Cause last week, if you'd asked me that, cause it was still kind of too raw, the going down in the regional, the way they did, uh, I would have felt like they, they underperformed, you know, I, I would have felt like they should have at least made it to a super regional. Um, but after being reminded of, and honestly, you know, hearing a bunch of things I didn't know that, I think they they just about overperformed based off of all the attrition they kind of faced with injuries um, and, you know, with some other, you know, some illnesses and some, you know, some really rough things going on just kind of at, at the culture of the team along with, uh, you know, losing a bunch of guys last year or the last couple of years, um, kind of going with a, a completely different group, guys playing different positions. Uh, some, some guys going through just really untimely hitting slumps. Uh, you know, aside from an awful stretch, when was that April or March or something? They had that, that pretty rough skid. Uh, you know, if, if we, or it was pretty much right after the Texas game right after the yeah, Texas when- series. When they lost to the Grand Canyon, yeah. Abilene Christian, and yeah, yeah, it was pretty much right after that. Uh, you know, had those gone differently, I think I might have felt a slightly 
more positive about it overall. But um, I would say they, knowing what I know, and a lot of it was from, you know, Keith and Rob talking it out. I would say, I think they did overperform to, to get to yeah. the final game of regional in a year where they faced all of these things that they faced. Uh, you know, even getting to a regional might be considered overperforming. And also they were right there in the big 12 title race, you know, up right up to the last weekend and weren't able to pull it out obviously, but they were in the mix, totally had their own destination or their, what do you, how do you, what's the phrase? Their, their destiny in their own hands or something. They control their own destiny. That's to think it. Yeah. They control them. Yes. So that's where I'm at. <laughs> I'm kind of, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards overperform now that I've got a, a week removed level head, some good insight from a couple of, couple of guys talking on another, on another good podcast who would probably, I wonder what they would bring to the potluck. I bet Rob would bring, he's got one of those Blackstone griddles. Oh, he'd have something really good coming off of that. I don't know if he'd bring burgers or like a big batch of fajitas, man. I don't know. I, I, Maybe he'll tell us. I had been not suddenly dropping hints that for my birthday and Father's oh, Day. Oh, Father's Day, since yeah. they're both so close together. It's like, <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't mind a, you know, a Blackstone griddle. And yeah. I was like, you want another cooking implement to go outside on our already small porch? I was like, yes. Yes, I do. You know what? Maybe not this year since we're trying to move. But yes, yes, actually, actually I do. I would love a, a, a griddle. She's like, don't you already have like a cast iron one that goes in the grill? I was like, yeah, but it's different. This it's is different. different. It's different. It's, it's not also, propane. It's like this big. It's like 18 inches maybe by nine or 10. But inches. you're like, you could be like a full on short order cook with, with what you want. And I don't want a massive one. I don't want the, the big, like 36 inch order up or 48, whatever that big one is. You just got like 19 eggs on there just cause you can. <laughs> it's like Samantha, we, we, we need, we need a couple dozen eggs. Like there's just the three of us eating breakfast. Well, like, I mean, we're going to meal plan, baby. We're gonna ha- we're gonna make burritos for the next seven days, just a lot of egg burritos, <laughs> nothing else in them because I kind of ran out of room. Okay, so what would you think Keith would bring? Uh, let's see, because the time that we've gotten together and we've actually brought food, he brought this. Um, he brought a vegetable side. Oh yeah, which what I was that it was, was I, it I can't remember that it was like corn corn based or had corn yeah it was it was good. Whatever it was, it was delicious. Yes, it was. And well, he, he likes to make, he, he kind of goes sous vide. I like sous vide. But you know, it's hard to, it's hard to bring that to a potluck. You know, it's, it's hard to like sous vide some delicious porterhouse pork chops. Sure. For a potluck, unless you want to like take out a loan and then you know, there's gonna be like 12 guys there. And so maybe, maybe if we, maybe if we gave him a little bit. Maybe 12 podcasts or like yeah. 30 guys there. A, a little bit of this ludicrous <laughs> podcast money we're making. If we shove, shove some of that his way, he might sous vide us some, uh, some porterhouse, porterhouse pork chops. Yeah. Um, so anyways, I, not to just like blindly or just rubber stamp everything you just said about, I think Texas tech probably overperformed this season. I think the way that I kind of set up the question was a lot of how I felt like I tend to get swept up into the wave of momentum or emotion throughout the season. And I was also, um, as, as relatively new money fan here of Texas tech baseball, like I haven't like when I was going to school, yes, Dan Spencer was the head coach and it was just, 
I went to a few baseball games because I liked baseball. Yeah. Not because we were any good. Well, and because it was easy to get into them, I'd imagine. Yeah. And, and, and you just bring a backpack in and just sit there like just walking right by. Yeah. Just, okay. I'm going to sit down and work on some homework. Pull out my laptop. I've never seen people do that at basketball games. You don't see that much anymore. No, you can't. <laughs> I, I, I remember, so I was a freshman and, and some, some guys I went to church with also went to basketball games with, they were med students. Legit would bring in like these massive textbooks and would just be like reading textbooks during a basketball game. You couldn't ever get away with that now. But I think uh, in terms of the baseball season, one, because just the higher expectations of just what this program has seen uh, and, you know, taking for granted that like this may be your golden era and like you get a, you get an off year where you're one game away from a conference title and um, one game away from getting to the supers. Mm-hmm. I guess it's technically it's two games in the supers because you got to beat Notre Dame twice. Two runs. Let's put it that way. Two runs yeah. away. Yeah. <laughs> um. And then, of course, all, all the things that happened throughout the season and uh, the injuries you sustained and key pieces you were missing. Um, so, yeah, I, I would say, like, Texas Tech probably overperformed from the perspective of knowing, like, this wasn't supposed to be a really good year. And you, you saw that with how the rankings came out. Like, you were picked anywhere between, like, top five to top 25. Uh, and some of that, the top fives were like, you were just getting respect as a Tim Tadlock era, Texas tech baseball team, the brand, the brand. And some of it was, we're not exactly sure what this team is. And that's exactly how we felt through a lot of the season. So another, another thing, sorry to interrupt, but another thing that put into, it put this into perspective for me was I think, uh, and it may have been posted in our Slack chat or I just saw it on, on Twitter, but someone just mentioned the obvious statement of it is hard to win a championship in baseball, in college baseball. And mm-hmm. they kind of use Tennessee as an example. Tennessee steamrolled people. They lost eight games all year. Yeah. Two of them or, last weekend. Yeah. Well, it, it shows on their, um, on their schedule, they're 57 and nine. Okay, sorry. Nine so games. I think they lost nine and that's it. And like you said, they lost two of them this last weekend. I mean, this was a team that, in theory, should have just steamrolled everybody and gone to Omaha and just, you know, just tore up everybody up in Omaha as well. So I I think that kind of helps soften my perspective and and makes you realize how special this is. You know, if, if a team that wins 57 games could not make it, that's just how hard this is. And this is something we need to appreciate and you know, be a little bit more conscious of going forward. And I'm talking to myself because last week yeah. I was still a little, I was yeah. trying to talk myself down and, and, you know, it just seemed like it was more of not like, well, I have these expectations. It was more of, well, it just, they were so close, you know, tech was so close to pulling this off and getting to a regional, or, I mean, a super. Um, but now, I mean, just thinking about how a team like Tennessee wasn't able to do it in a year where it just seemed like they were destined to do it. It, backs up everything that we were just talking about uh, that this is something we should enjoy the ride. Don't take it for granted and, um, you know, have high expectations, but maybe not set, set consequences to them or, or, or try to, um, you know, get a little bit too high and mighty about them. Anyway, thanks for coming to my baseball Tennessee Ted talk. So I, I want to point out just a couple of our 
statistical leaders, just as a look at what, what we were able to do this year. Uh, I'm going to throw out the top two hitting leaders because they didn't, they didn't play enough to, for me to consider them. Because like the the best batting average on the team belonged to Drew Reynolds, who hit 571. And I bet you couldn't tell me how many games he played in. <laughs> exactly. No. Sam Hunt was up there, and he, and he did play, uh, obviously, quite a few more games than Drew Reynolds uh, playing in Dylan Carter's absence. Body like a back road. Love it. But do you hitters? You too, don't you? Um, almost ironically, but I actually I, I do kind of enjoy Sam Hunt. I think we on occasion. I don't know if we talked about this, but he a guy a guy named Sam Hunt, and I think it was Keith who told me this. It was Keith, either Keith or Labar because Labar keeps up with walk up music too. Mm-hmm. Uh, they he came out to Turnpike Troubadours, which is like the most un Sam Hunt country <laughs> song that you could possibly come out to. I, I was really. Yeah, I just thought that was a, a boss move. Do, do you remember who came out to Body Like a Back Road? No, I don't remember. It's Michael Davis. <sighs> that, that's who who introduced introduced us to. Well, that was. That, I wonder if that was the only reason Sam Hunt did do it. Well, obviously I can't. So I'm, I'm going to go with. Uh, I think he did Good Lord Lori too, which is like, oh, just a killer song by the by the Troubadours. Anyway, go ahead. So. Average leaders for your team, three, four, and five. Jace Young, Ty Coleman, Cole Stillwell. Jace Young at 335. Cole Stillwell, 318. Cole, sorry, Ty Coleman, 318. Stillwell, 313. And it only shows five. So I, I, I without digging deeper into the Texas Tech website side, to have three starters, at least three starters hitting over 300 is just fantastic. Um, home runs, you, you know, we, we talked about how, how well Texas Tech was hitting for power throughout this season. It was kind of pretty fairly split and spread across the team. Uh, one of the things we talked about, or it was probably before the, the recording started, watching some of the Tennessee Super Regional games, we're talking about how Tennessee hit 150 home runs. It was just like just absolutely ridiculous. Jace Young and Kurt Wilson were tied for the lead in home runs at 14 apiece. I didn't realize they were tied. I didn't either. Parker Kelly hit 10, Stillwell and Easton Morrell both hit 9. Parker Kelly also led the team in stolen bases with only 6, but still, your third baseman, <laughs> more athletic than you would have expected, but your third baseman led the team in steals. Jay Sung at 5, Dylan Carter, probably the faster of, of those three with four, along with Kurt Wilson and Hudson White. Sending a freshman out there to steal some bases. Dude, Hudson White and Owen Washburn excited about their yes. future couple of years here at Texas Tech. Me too. Uh, pitching leaders, no uh, surprises here. Brandon Birdsell led the team in wins with nine. Andrew Morris had eight. Although it's a shame that Andrew Morris, <laughs> he got stuck on eight. or no, I think it was seven because he kept coming up against Oklahoma and he lost two games there late at the season against Oklahoma. Um, and I think he picked one up in the regional. But... Uh, he was number two. Andrew Morris was number two on the team in ERA at 459. Brandon Burtzel, 275. And then strikeouts. Burtzel had 106 strikeouts on the year. Morris had 91. Chase Hampton, when when he came on, man, he like he poured it on in terms of strikeouts. He ended the season with 72. Mason Molina had 71. Trinan Parrish, who didn't finish the season, um, was fifth on the team with only 33. So there's a big jump there. And granted, those top four were starters at one point or for most of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but Brandon Birds will crack in 100. Andrew Morris right there behind him at 91. It's a fantastic couple of guys in your rotation. Um, so I don't pay for, uh, nor do I follow baseball recruiting because it's so difficult 
trying to balance recruiting well enough to build a team around, but not well enough that your recruiting class gets decimated by the MLB draft. Cause that's something that the coaches and coaching staff have to balance. But listen to, to Keith on that, that episode he talked about. We Texas tech, we Texas tech has a top five class in both incoming freshmen and Juco transfers. So granted, this is obvious we're, we're still a month out before the draft but you are expecting an, a great influx of talent yeah, to add to this already talented roster. That I'd imagine would mostly play pretty quickly. Or not mostly, but well, we, you, you we could did, see some really young, a really young team next year. We did talk about how you know, the whole left side of the infield is going to be replaced. Yep. Jace Young, Kurt Wilson, Parker Kelly. Um, I would assume Stillwell and, well, I know Hudson White's coming back. Um, at your outfield, you're gonna have to replace Dylan Carter. Nope, Easton Morrell. Yeah, <laughs> Carter should still be here. Washburn is obviously should, should still be here. Uh, and then please, <laughs> and then a lot of um, well, not not a lot, but you, you'll have some obviously some pitchers to replace. Um, okay, we we feel like we've. Wrapped up the, I think, the baseball season. You know, I feel I feel like it's 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 a good time to let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let the wind. What is it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Quickly, I remember going to. Um, this was before we had kids, and I was very snobbish about all the all the music in the kids' movies. Like, ugh, <laughs> glad I don't have to worry about that. And. We were at the 4th of July parade in Lubbock, and it was on 19th Street that year. Anyway, they had it closed down, and there was this tent, and I guess they were just allowing different kids go up there and sing, do like a talent show. And it seemed like every other kid picked Let It Go to sing. Oh. <laughs> a lot of Let It Go. It was bad. It was really bad. So that was my first introduction to hearing that song, but... Adina Menzel or whatever Menzel. Yeah. Menzel, she sings it way better. She she, she can't stand she her is, voice. Really? Mm, I don't like. She's like, what? You got some let it go even, takes? I don't even know. It's not even. It's not even <laughs> let it go. It was mostly from Wicked, but oh my gosh, I don't even know. I don't know her uh, catalog. She may have also been in Rent. Oh okay. Move. Anyway, move with me, people. Ju- just just. Wicked is, is what I, I know her from. And I just, there's something about her tone and that just, that's interesting. It. Huh? It's kind of whiny. What? What do you think about, uh, Oh, the actress who plays Anna, Kristen Chenoweth. No, no, it's a uh, wig. <laughs> it's Veronica <laughs> Mars. I cannot think of her name. Davis. No, I think that's a sex in the city lady. Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell. There we go. This is fine. Yeah, I like her voice. Her voice is good. The guy that plays Kristoff blew my mind was one of the uh, profilers on Mindhunter. Yeah, he's a... Uh, like the really kind of OCD guy who's really into hunting serial killers, also plays Kristoff and, and sings and yeah. sings extremely well. Yeah. Okay, sorry about all that. Uh, that was all just because Spencer was randomly singing Let It Go as we were trying to wrap up the baseball season. So we can move on if you're ready. <laughs> 
Or you want to talk as some more as, Disney trivia? No. As much as, we, as we've done this, this new segment, this new segment, this uh, odds and ends, I should have re- re- recorded something besides just like mashing all the buttons <laughs> together. Odds and ends. Odds and ends. Anyways. Um, did you watch the brand episode four? I did. It was pretty short. Okay. It was pretty brief this week. It was less than 10 minutes. So they come to an end or is it just like, I would think so because it was the spring game. Uh, It was basically just kind of like an enhanced highlight video of the spring game. Fine. Just know I'm not saying any of this in like a, that's all it was. Just, that's what it was. It was about 10 minutes. Um, You know, McGuire spoke a little bit at the beginning and the end, the end was more of just his press conference. And I think the thing that, that I picked out that I enjoyed the most. Well, one, number 13 made an incredible catch that I somehow missed during the actual spring game highlights. And I can't remember who that was, but the... Is it the the, the transfer from Minnesota? I don't know. He's kind of a tall, skinny guy. Didn't know. Or it seemed like. I mean, he was jumping very high, so it made him seem tall. It was a good catch. I want to see if you when you find him, but... Uh, I think the thing that stuck with me that somehow I missed too during all the spring game stuff, McGuire was telling the the press guys after it was over, you know, the thing I I can picture base or f- baseball. Switch gears, Michael. I can picture football in my you know sleep, like with my eyes closed. And he said that one of the ways I picture it is if you put your foot in an ant bed and then the ants just swarm all over your leg. Like that's that's what I want football to be. That, that's what he's trying to picture is just that type that's of it. intensity and that just swarming and going to the ball. And I thought, well, that was that's a pretty West Texas way to put that put that in there. Yeah. So I, I'm still I'm still excited. I'm still not uh, you know um, expecting Tech to change the world this season. Athlon Sports picked Tech ninth out of the Big Twelve. I think that's fair given previous records and how things have gone. So, and a whole new coaching change and, you know, a lot of new players and a lot of really good skill players leaving or graduating or moving on, however you want to put it. But I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing and I am, I'm appreciative of, of the exposure, but, uh, my expectations are still hopefully firmly <laughs> planted on uh, on Mother Earth. Does that mean uh, four wins? Three? Four wins before November. Because <laughs> we don't win in November? Or? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Take that how you want. Slip back into week. We'll, have, we'll, we'll be rolling in November with four wins. I don't know what that means. So 13, it was Brady Boyd, the transfer from Minnesota. He's listed as 6-1. Okay, so yeah. Pretty, pretty I, I, tall, I, I, pretty I, tall kid out there jumping. Wouldn't list him as pretty tall. Well, wouldn't I mean, consider him pretty tall. You know, let me know Anton Wesley height, but he's well. When, when you consider so many of the receivers this year are six four, six five, six six. Anyways, two ba- basketball transfers announced their intent. Yeah, one is a walk on, one is a, a scholarship player. A uh, a rebound pun maybe intended. Malik Ondigo returning to Texas Tech. 6'10 junior will be coming back as a walk-on. I'm I'm confused with this. Not confused that he's coming back. 
I really liked him. He seemed like a, do y'all remember? I think before he transferred, they were starting to do a lot more videos, team videos. And he was leading a lot of those videos. Like he was the guy that was kind of getting the other guys to, to open up and talk a little bit more. And they'd talk about video games and talk some trash to each other and stuff. So I liked his personality and I liked what he was able to bring to that. And I just felt like that was a good addition to the locker room, whether he played six minutes a game or what didn't matter. But I went back and I thought, man, he he really hadn't, I I hadn't seen him do much. And the reason he hadn't is because he sat out for a year for transfer. Yeah. Yeah, So he, he was at tech 17, 18, 18 and 19 sat out 19 and 20. Uh, after transferring to Rice for NCAA transfer rules. And then best I can tell, he was listed on the roster in 2021, but didn't log a single minute. There are no stats. And then he was not listed on the roster last season, this previous season. So maybe he got cut. Maybe he had some something happen that forced him to step away from the game. I don't know what, but... Somehow still has eligibility left. Yeah, I mean, it's a. Re- <laughs> I hope it's a great redemption story. Obviously, rooting for him, but it is just it's kind of interesting that he's coming back after not having. By the time he, you know, Tech starts playing basketball in the fall, it will have been three years. No, four. Not three, since his since the last time he played a game, and that was Unless at Texas some- Tech. And there's it's, something wrong with their stats reporting. It there's something I might be missing. You know, it's a private school. There might be some something that they didn't feel like they had to report or, or show. But I sure didn't see anything on their official website, and I could be completely wrong there. But I thought th- there's got to be something there because, I mean, otherwise he'd be running out of eligibility. So that would kind of make sense that he basically took the last three seasons off and then came right back. It still has some eligibility. The last stats listed for ESPN are for the 18-19 season. Yeah, here at Tech. But, obviously probably has a good relationship with Mark Adams. I bet they kept in touch some format or another over the last few years. So, it's... uh, I I don't know. I'm going to pay attention to this one because it's just kind of an interesting path to get right back where you left a few years later. Um, but you know, the head coach is different. The, the NIL stuff has, has happened. Um, you know, transfer portals way more friendly. I mean, I think a lot have, a lot of things changed in those three seasons. He's been gone. It's crazy. Yeah. doesn't seem like it's been that long that he's been gone, but it has. And a lot has happened. A, a pandemic happened. I mean, and you know, de- and then some, yeah, pandemic and then some crazy North Carolina guard. Kerwin Walton also announced his intention to transfer committed to Texas tech. I believe he signed. I think they, I tweeted think that out that he's now officially a writer. He signed with Texas tech. Yeah. I remember seeing, uh, photos of him in uniform. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I equate that with, Oh, well it's official. But I would assume that that it's pretty official. Six five two ten, junior, an actual junior, whereas Malik Ondigo is probably redshirt senior. Yeah, I think so. That's what I was going to played like five years ago. Well, that's what I was. I would assume that he played. So he, you know, obviously two years of eligibility at Tech. 
He, so those two are gone. Uh, he, had, he sat out. He sat out before the COVID transfer rule. So he probably right. gets one of those years back. Probably. But then I think he was on the roster last year, but never played. So he, and he may be a grad transfer at this point. Yeah, that's true. So I, I don't know how many years of eligibility he has left. He might have two. two one, one. I don't know. But, but Kerwin Walton's <laughs> guard um, transferring Texas Tech played in 60 games for the Tar Heels. Much of that uh, as a starter was his freshman year. Played less and less under Herbert, da- Herbert Davis. Is that the name of the new coach that took over this year? Took him all the way to the finals. Um, Not bad. Obviously, it would appear like just didn't fit the style of play or the system. Hubert. Hubert. That, you know, he played so well under Roy Williams, but then not so much this year. Uh, And then probably because I I listened to the the Gauchos talk about it too. I, I don't know which one it is, whether it's the free throw percentage. Like he holds some kind of... Three point percentage. Sorry, he holds some kind of three point record for North Carolina, whether that's number made or attempted or percent. It could be by freshman. By I, would a freshman. Ima- I would imagine by freshman thrown in there. He also, with a volume sh- volume shooter, was like forty two percent from three. Um, played less and less minutes last year. Obviously, with the team they had, um, super talented, but. North Carolina essentially ended the season with like a six man rotation, which is ridiculous. You can go that far and only play six guys. Yeah. He, and he just wasn't part of that, but he will be coming to Texas tech. Um, I, I don't know where to project him because like you want, you certainly want like the freshman numbers, Kerwin Walton to come be a contributor for you for Texas tech. Um, and just let Steve Green figure out how to how to plug him into this offense that he wants to run here at Texas Tech. You know who else had forty two percent from three last year? Kevin O'Banner, Bryson Williams. That's right, because O'Banner, I think, just hit forty percent. Like, I say just, like that's not a lot, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you had me out there being guarded, just hit three <laughs> percent. I, I couldn't shoot that in an empty gym. Anyway. It, if yeah. they let me take enough shots to get to three percent, if I made one, let's see what was O'Banner's. I'm gonna I'm gonna look that up. My my internet's being slightly slow. It's either like really high thirties or like right at forty percent. Yeah, because it was he had some, you know, he had some slumps. He had some slumps a little bit last year. Okay, ooh, nope, thirty four for the year. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Either way, the the roster, how it's coming together, um, and I, I I meant to pull it up, but Seth at Staking the Plains put together a um, eligibility chart, which more or less gives you a glimpse at the the roster too. Um, because as it stands, you I believe are at thirteen players. Nadolny's still a question mark, and, and yeah, that's going to certainly depend on what what's going to happen with Nadolny. Um, I shook my finger at Spencer when I said that for some reason. Like, eh, eh, eh. is still a question mark. There it is. It's in. So the eligibility chart, you can find it within the Kerwin Walton story that posted most recently. Okay. I, you know, I'm going to link it in the, in our, well, we don't post our notes anymore, but still I'm going to link it. Stakingtheplains.com. 
Now, he's got like a lot of names here, but uh, Clarence Nadolny, uh, Ethan Duncan, Lamar Washington, Pop Pop Isaacs, Demarion Williams, Davion Harmon, Corey Williams Jr., but he'll be a walk-on, same as Ethan Duncan, Kerwin Walton, um, KJ Allen, Jalen Tyson, Austin Temperman as a walk-on, Robert Jennings, Elijah Fisher, Kevin O'Banner, Daniel Bacho, Fardaz Amac. Really like that roster. It seemed like a lot of names. Well, so those are going to be some of your... Um, you get 13 scholarships and then a handful of walk-ons. So Okay. I did list the, there are three walk-ons that doesn't include on Digo just yet. And I did read that right, right? I'm just trying to read it from so far away. Right. On Digo's not in there yet. But anyways. So early projection, Michael, <laughs> as the basketball expert you are. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> Who is, let's just say like your ideal, your dream starting five from that group? Oh boy. I think, uh, I think AMOC, I can't stop, got to figure out AMOC, AMOC, AMOC. I think it's just wrong with me. It's AMOC. Okay. I definitely want him out there. I want the big fella out there. So he's your five. Yep. Okay. Uh, let's see. Gosh, this is just kind of like, just pick your own delightful starting five here. I think I would, um, Oh, banner is going to be out there too. Okay. I'd have both those guys out there. Yep. Uh, let's see. And then your guard slash wings. Who you putting out there? I don't know if, um, I don't think Nadolny's going to be around, and I don't know if he'd start even if he was. So I wouldn't put him out there. And I don't think Walton's going to be a starter. I think he might be a guy that can come off the bench, hopefully make some threes. Um, I mean, I, I think – is it crazy to think that Pop Pop has a chance to start? I don't think it's crazy. I mean, I really think he does. Um, so I'm, I'm going to put those three in there. And probably Davion Harmon. Uh Man, okay, help me fill out the fifth guy. Who would, who do you think? I think you're missing uh, Jalen Tyson. Ah, oh, crap. There's so many guys. I am. So yeah, I, because I would differ. I, with had, you. I didn't have a forward. I just had a big and then two, like three guards. Well, so well, I need a forward anyway. Well, you, you had O'Banner. You had Amac yeah, and true. O'Banner. Yeah. So going backwards, that's your five four. I would probably have Harmon out there as your one. And then your other two guards slash wings, like it could be anybody, really. It could be um, Washington, Isaacs, Damarian Williams. Um, it could be Walton, maybe. I mean, is there going to be, is, is Texas Tech going to have could a be freshman Tyson. player so good that we're going to start him? Elijah Fisher, maybe. How great would that be? I mean, he's borderline five star. Yeah. Yeah, that's true too. I mean, it's it's looking pretty interesting. 
it's going to take me a while to get used to everybody again. Like, I, you know, it's kind of the new normal. It's, it's like the uh, the spring game at, at football. They handed like a paper roster. You'll, you'll need that at basketball too. Yes. There's only only 15 guys you'll need to keep up with, but you'll still need that for a while. Right. I mean, it takes me until with, with how things change now, the last couple of seasons, it's taken me pretty much till conference play starts. And I'm like, okay, when someone's checking in or when someone's, when someone's sitting at the scorer's table, I'm like, okay, all right, that's Santos Silva, obviously. He's coming back in. Okay, that's O'Banner. I got it. I got it. So finally about then, I figure it out. So Fisher may be your most talented player because he, he was a five-star recruit in his class, but he also reclassified up a year. So he's graduating early. But also, it's kind of hard. Like that, that transition is, I think, even magnified when you're graduating early and coming into a D1 program. He's 17. Sure. Yeah. Still, though, like they only hand out so many five stars. He's got a great staff, though. He's coming into a great staff. Oh, for sure. Speaking of, I, I see them quite often when, whenever Samantha and I uh, grab lunch at Rosa's up on 4th Street beautiful almost always see a member of the Texas Tech men's basketball staff with some players ah oh, man it's been Corey Williams a few times that just seems like a great place to take some basketball players let's, let's just go get some tacos who's tacos. gonna bring tacos to the podcast potluck are you gonna bring tacos no hmm Kyle Kyle might bring tacos I'd probably bring queso. I'd be one of those guys that brings you would queso. definitely. You, you might even bring like a queso sampler. No, you, I just didn't want Spencer to show up with like three different kinds of queso. We've got white queso <laughs> with pulled pork in it. We've got this one's got bacon and this one's got brisket. Speaking of white queso, the pulled pork nachos at Fuzzies. Yes. White queso. They're fantastic. You don't think that a place like a fish taco place is going to have like good pulled pork nachos, but they do. Yeah. Yeah. They work. They work out. All right. So basketball roster, like any of those guys may or may not start, dude. I am, I'm, it's one of those groups. You, you just like look at them. And you're like, this could be a really good group. This could be a really good team. Yep. Really good. All right. Cause we'll have to wait. Yeah, four and a time. half months, five a months, long time until we get to, to to basketball. Baseball's even further, like with all the guys that we talked about coming in, or just the the, the highly touted classes, because they'll have fall ball. And then we'll have to restrict the the roster and everything. But man, those two sports got quite a ways to go. Speaking of basketball, what is that? Isn't there like an alumni team that's the, gonna the Air Raiders? That's right. That they, that they just be, recently signed. Uh, is it Mooney? I saw Mooney was on a podcast recently. He, he, so Mooney's on it. Uh, I think they just got Tariq Owens on it. Uh, Odiase's on it. Pretty sure. Justin Gray is on it. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I hadn't seen that. I I, I saw some Keenan Evans stuff on Twitter, but I don't know if it, he was actually. Uh, it may have had nothing to do with that. Current roster. Here you go. Narenz Odiase, Mo- Matt Mooney, Zaire Smith, Ooh. Naeem Stevenson, Zach Smith, Justin Gray, 
Tariq Owens. I forgot about Zach Smith, too. I remember seeing that come out, too. Everyone make your plea for Keenan Evans. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, because they need a guard. Well, this is just good. Yeah, they do. <laughs> just a, bunch of a lot of forwards out there. <laughs> just a lot of alley-oops. That's all it is. It's just, I mean, just the Smiths alley-ooping it to each other. Mooney's on there. I, I don't I don't yeah. think he's, a, he's your one. Well, he would be he's out your, of that group, well, probably. Yeah, because it's Odiase, Zaire Smith. I guess Zaire hey, could bring it down. He kind of played a hybrid guard. Sure, yeah. Naeem Stevenson also kind of played like a yeah. hybrid guard. But also. he's... Gray. Zach, Zach Smith, no. Gray could maybe do Justin it. Justin Gray. He's he's more forward than guard. Tariq Owens. I'd love to see him bring the We've ball We've got to court. keep an eye on this because that sounds like some fun basketball to watch. Yeah. We'll see. All right. You want to wrap this up with what we learned? Yeah, I am ready. Let's do it. What did we learn, Palmer? I don't know, sir. I don't know either. All right. So we talked about me going to go see Top Gun last week. I saw it Wednesday night in IMAX. Yes. It's fantastic. Yes. Um, I want to go back and see it. I have not wanted to go see a movie. Well, aside from Fury Road, <laughs> which I, I didn't see it twice in theater, but since Spider-Man in 2000, I have not wanted to see a movie I'm, twice in the theaters. I don't think I've ever seen a movie twice in the theaters. That and Phantom Menace. Those are the only two I saw in the theater. One of them was because it was a school trip, which is weird. Oh, well. It was, they, I, I'd already seen it. when you get you out of the school. Yeah. My physics teacher wanted to take us to go see Phantom Menace. And we're like, he wanted to go see. Yeah. Phantom. It's like, okay. <laughs> All right, buddy. It's like his, his wife. At your significant we'll go to the one forty five showing it on Thursday or whatever. <laughs> like absolutely not. I was like, well, I'll figure out a way. Got it sanctioned to go to the school. He had a Prius too. He was really proud of it because it was like with the first generation Prius. And so we were talking about it all the time and he was showing us all the when it was in electric mode and all this kind of stuff. I mean, it was cool. This was sure 2000 guys. So 1999, I'm um, an old. So tell me more about, tell me more about it. My birthday, man, I turned 33. Yeah. My, my mother-in-law, she's, she's something else, man. It's like, you're going to be my favorite number. I was like, what a weird thing to say. Huge Larry bird fan. Cause she likes three. Well, 33 seemed better. I was like, <laughs> Okay, Helen, you, you could have just said happy birthday, but no, you said you're going to be my favorite number and then explain to me. Well, you've, you've got it wrapped up for like the next several birthdays. There's going to be a three involved. Well, you're also good. the past three birthdays. Yeah. I mean, it's 30. You're, you just noticing it now that I'm going to have a three and that there, there will wasted be years. There will be a, a time when Samantha and I will both be 33. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's going to lose her mind. 39 is divisible by three. 36. Oh my gosh. Crazy. But 39, I mean, it's three and 13. Anyways, it's not as good luck though. 13 has got a three in it. <laughs> so for my birthday, I went to BJ's for dinner after, after I asked all you guys for, for recommendations. I didn't you didn't listen to any of ours. <laughs> well, no, here, I do like BJ's though. It's, it's good. We went to Ike's month yesterday for lunch with my office. Oh, okay. Oh, good. And I would have probably enjoyed it more if I wasn't like watching the clock. I On the to, clock. Yeah. Well, no, no, because like, on my way to lunch, it was 10. No, it was almost 1145. Okay. The way that our home showing system is up, they have to give us an hour lead time before they can schedule a showing. So they scheduled a showing for 1240. I was like, not making that. So I hit deny. And I, and I, I, I texted our, our, our realtor friend that's helping us out. I was like, Hey, like, 
will you reach out to them and say like, well, I'm not available. Can reschedule for a little bit later this afternoon? And I said, I'm, I'm going to need at least like one comes back a few minutes later at one I was like, oh, I should have said two. And we showed up one. I was not expecting the, the, the age of the lunch crowd there significantly white, white hair. Oh, I was like, sorry, that (laughs) that's not an age. I could have said that better. Gray. (laughs) Okay. Um, So it was a, it was a, it's kind of funny because you would think like an older lunch car with that would have, would have hit like 1130. It's like 1215. I was like, this place filled up and it's like, we're in like, they let everybody out like Raider ranch or something. Oh, there you go. I don't know. Anyways, um, I probably would have enjoyed it more if I wasn't like watching the clock and, and being very hyper aware of like how long it was taking to get our food. Cause like we ordered and like every few minutes, like oh, it's 1220, it's 1235, it's 1240. Where's my food? I have to leave in 10 minutes, 1242 food. And then, okay. Interesting though. I, I got the, so how was top gear or top gun? <laughs> Oh gosh, we were talking about the Top Gun. Top Gun was fantastic, man. I loved it. <laughs> there were a couple of scenes that they had like remade, obviously from the first movie. It felt kind of cheesy, but I was like, you know what? Like, I actually kind of enjoyed it because Samantha hadn't seen the the, the original, the first movie before we saw this one, mm-hmm. so it it wasn't cheesy to her. Oh, okay. So she went. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't like like a remake to her, and it wasn't something that you had to see the first one to still really enjoy it no. and get it. I mean, obviously, like he had a history with. Jennifer Connelly's character. You didn't have to know that Which she I was. I missed that. She was the, well, the only reason I noticed it was because I had just watched it. And for yeah. some reason, the Penny thing stuck in my head that her name was Penny in the first movie, the, the Admiral's daughter or whatever. Yeah. Cause even in the first movie, they just kind of like mentioned yeah. like, Oh, I there, think there was twice. a thing that happened with the Admiral's daughter. Yeah. Oh, it was crazy. And <laughs> it turns out, yeah, he took her for a ride in a fighter jet. So yeah, that was pretty crazy. <laughs> but no, so the movie IMAX experience was pretty great. We, I won't go into too much detail besides like we've figured out like they don't have ticket takers at movie theaters anymore. So like, we are like, we just walk right really? in. But then we realized like they don't have to cause they're, they're all assigned seats. So you can't just walk in without a ticket and then sit somewhere. Cause you're probably going to be sitting somewhere. Someone's going to. Yeah. However, the, so we went to the IMAX in the mall, right? They only serve you a small number of items, the rest of like sodas, ices, popcorn, it's all self-service. They just give you the container. So like oh, you yeah. legit could walk into this movie theater, get a big thing of an icy, get a big thing of popcorn and walk into a movie all for free. Assuming you can find a spot that's not already somebody else's. If you figure there's just somebody watching just to see, you would think so. Yeah. Anyways, movie was great. I loved it. Awesome. Samantha loved it. Uh, we sat in the back row of the IMAX, which means we got her eardrums absolutely blown out <laughs> of our heads. Which I was didn't think about still, that. It was fantastic. That's perfect, though. Yeah. The, 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 there was one moment in, in the film, for those that have seen it or those that haven't, me and one of the characters had the same reaction. They were, it was a dog fighting scene, and they were going up against these really te- technologically advanced. The quote-unquote enemy. Yeah, the Generation 5 or 5th Generation Fighter. And it did some kind of crazy maneuver to evade. I, was, I thought, man, what the f- was that? And like the character said, what the f- was that? I was like, me too, same, man. Me too. Same page. Anyways, it was great. I know. And, and, and not, not, not to spoil it, but there is an F-14 scene. And I was like, yeah, of course they had to get one of those back in there. 
All right. Uh, what about you, man? Uh, let's see. I learned that, uh, man, smoked meatloaf. What? Maybe I would bring smoked meatloaf to what? our potluck. No. You, do you like meatloaf? Love meatloaf, but like, why? What? You've never smoked it? No. I've never made it either. I just, my mom. Well, I've done it on the smoker a couple of times. And uh, my wife had this, she's just been, she's mentioned it the last few weeks and we just haven't been able to, to carve out a time to do it. But she's been really, United used to make this uh, jalapeno cheddar meatloaf that you could okay. buy. It was pre-made. You just go home and heat it up. And this was years ago. And we were, I, I remember when we were first married, what, we'd get it every now and then. Oh, this is so good. And so she's been craving it. And so she found a recipe that was pretty similar. And she thought, okay, we're doing this. And I want you to put it on the smoker. And I was like, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> Sign me up. So really, I was just kind of like a hired gun. I mean, she, she, she put everything in the bowl and I have my, uh, you know, I mixed up the meat because I have those gloves for when I'm dealing with brisket and all that. And cause both of us, we don't like, we don't like the, the raw burger meat on our hands. It's just not our, it's not my thing. Burger meat and raw egg and breadcrumb. I, anyway, so I had the gloves. So she just like mixed it all up. And then I just formed two different meatloafs. One that had the jalapeno and one that didn't put cubes of cheddar cheese in it, um, you know, basted it sort of with like this combination of ketchup and Worcestershire and, and, uh, brown sugar basted it. I don't like people that say called W sauce. It's like, that's, that's stupid. Well, and I say it different every time. <laughs> Worcestershire. 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 Sorry, go on. I, I have Worcester. all kinds of, but I've never heard anybody call it W sauce, but dude, Next time, just smoke some meatloaf, man. Just just get the old. Well, so I I I told you about when I smoked a pork belly. Pork belly, yes. Uh, you when we were last had the podcast, you had purchased said pork belly. Yeah, and it was interesting. I I wasn't expect I I expected more of like a bacon texture flavor to it, and I I, I prepared it like burn in. So like I I cubed it, seasoned it, cooked it on the smoker, but in a pan, and then sauced it. I had more of the texture and taste of pork ribs which of course would make sense now that i think about it like they're so close together <laughs> where the meat comes from anyways really fatty yeah and it wasn't like anyways it was it was good it was fine. Yeah. It, it, it wasn't my favorite it's also a really cheap cut of meat i was like that's not bad i may have enjoyed it more had i gone in expecting ribs but yeah you might have I, one other thing i learned and i wanted to get your take on this is is mowing the lawn because you're you know we're going yard here briefly is mowing the lawn on a 106 degree day it's bad in you know like like the 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 crack the first crack of the lawnmower 4 p.m the absolute apex of of just god's flashlight just just beaming down on on this earth or his magnifying, magnifying glass, glass, just just trying to get us all in West Texas. Uh, is that insane? Is yes. that just nuts? Yes. Like, don't you think that there's another, a better time of the day to to not put your? I, I mean, people people think I'm joking, but that's putting your health in jeopardy to to like actively go out and do that much manual labor in the absolute hottest part of the day. I, I don't know. Maybe so you're training. To, maybe you're training for some like mo triathlon. I don't know about. Is there like a 
like a, an Iron Man mowing event? Tough mutter mower? <laughs> My perspective on this actually had nothing to do with personal health. It was like stressing out the lawn itself. <laughs> So you, which I mean, it's, it's also it's also personally physically bad for your your own health, but also your lawn. It's also <laughs> really bad for your lawn to cut it, uh, because. And I, I, I didn't know this, but when you cut the grass and you can smell cut grass, that's actually a stress response. Oh, really? Yeah. So like you're like, oh, I like the smell of freshly mown grass. Like, it's fine, but that's a stress response of the grass being cut. Hmm. I've also one because I'm, I'm a little more aware of this trying to grow a cool season grass in an area that gets 110 degree temperatures every now and then. Um, I try not to mow or even be on the grass when it's getting stressed out like that way. I also have to turn on the sprinklers. They run for full cycles, I believe four times a week right now. Shh. Don't tell the city. Yes, do not. Do and not I also run an afternoon mini cycle to cool it off. So is it okay to water in like full sun like that? Yeah, because it's it, like when it's that hot, it just seems like that would almost shock it. But I know nothing well, about that. And I, I, I learned this. This is going to sound ridiculous. I learned this from a TikTok viewer who was actually trying to advocate for opening up park space for homeless individuals okay because the actual ground temperature even in grass in direct sunlight was 25 degrees cooler than like concrete or asphalt in the shade sure yeah so anyways the grass and the turf itself will actually maintain a much lower temperature than even like your air temperature so there's not that big of a shock but what it does it helps for a cool season grass help keep from getting too dried out and too hot when it runs away. Anyways, I'm, I'm letting mine grow out, it, which is helpful that we're under contract now. We're not having showings every, every couple of seconds, but I'm going to let it grow a little bit. There you go. Anyways, that's all I learned. I think, I think mowing your grass at 106 degrees is bad for the person mowing and, and you think oh, it's absolutely. bad for the grass. It's absolutely bad for your health. I tried, I, I, we only got out of the house this weekend well, one for church on Sunday, but anytime else was to be out for a showing. We did nothing outside the house this weekend. And that was intentional. Yeah. And then felt the relief of 102 yesterday. Yeah. And a slight breeze. It was, it was really weird. It was hazy. I had to go out and I had was, my windows was cracked. That, was that, that Egyptian dust? Was that what was blowing in? I don't know. I had, Saharan dust? It was one of those weird days. Or the only time I've ever had to do this. I had my windows cracked. Besides when it's actually raining. Yeah. And I, and I, I looked outside. I was like, oh, God. And I saw that it was just, you know, the red menace outside. And I, I ran outside and had to roll up my windows because of dirt. And, I, yeah, there's like a thin film of dirt all in my truck just because I, I had my windows cracked. Because, oh, it's going to be really hot. Let the air kind of circulate. The whole interior of my truck's black. It seemed like a great idea years ago. Yeah. Not so much now. It's hot. It's hot, Spencer. Yeah. So welcome to the off season, everybody. <laughs> this has been the 23 Personnel Podcast. Uh, wrapping up baseball, getting ready for basketball season with a new roster. Super excited. For Michael, I'm Spencer. We'll catch you guys next time. Thanks.
Thank you for listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast and sharing our fandom for the Texas Tech Red Raiders. You can connect with us on Twitter at 23Personnel, Spencer at PuntSuck, and Michael at Michael underscore LBK. And find even more great content over on stakingtheplanes.com. Help us out by rating the show and leaving a review on iTunes and subscribe on whatever channel you listen to podcasts. Remember to tell your friends about the show. The guys will be back next week with another episode. And until then, guns up and let the tortillas fly.